0: Hello there and welcome
1: into another episode of Locked on Cardinals. I'm J.D. Haffern. That is my main man, Lucas Smith, and we are your hosts for Locked on Cardinals, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, covering your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter at J.D. Sports Radio. Lucas, as you can see, has at LJ Fastball. Follow the podcast at Locked on Cardinals. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts. You'll find Locked On Cardinals. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and getting the best fans in baseball. All the info about the birds on the bat that you can handle. Today's episode is brought to you by Blue Nile. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And going on now is the Blue Nile anniversary sale. Save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement ring settings. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. All right, Lucas, uh, tough weekend in the Queen City for the Redbirds coming out of the all-star break. They dropped two of three to the Cincinnati Reds, who are currently languishing at 36-58, and which is the third worst record in baseball, and in the middle of what appears to be a major rebuild as they continue to shop their top players to contending teams. One of those players, pitcher Luis Castillo, you didn't even have to face him, and you still lost two of three, and you lose with... Your two best pitchers on the mound in Adam Wainwright and Miles Michaelis. So to say that the weekend was a disappointment, kind of an understatement, right, Lucas?
0: A massive, massive understatement, JD. This is a weekend that you had an opportunity to win in convincing fashion. You do so on Saturday. You get a little bit of drama. Ryan Helsley comes in, slams the door. You see Paul Goldschmidt Homer twice on Sunday. You you have good things. But usually I'm trying, like trying to, you know make things a little positive right but this weekend was just a bad weekend for the St. Louis Cardinals there's no really turning this around there can't be turning it around but there's really no they're spinning this weekend into a successful weekend it was it was really bad you also lose Stephen Matz for yeah some are saying maybe the whole season but at least the next handful of weeks before he can even resume baseball activities we'll talk about that you lose two of your stars this week we'll also talk about that just a bad, bad weekend for the Cardinals news-wise and no movement on the Juan Soto front. So you're really O for 5, 6, 7, 8, whatever you want to count it. It's an O for Cardinals late in the night this weekend.
1: It's a tough Monday. Everybody go back to bed. Right? We'll start right. all over tomorrow, because this is uh, kind of a downer. Uh, let's recap a little bit of uh, what happened over the weekend. Now, we mentioned it last week. Uh, Adam Wainwright struggles against the Reds, and even more so when he has to pitch a Great American Ballpark. Uh, career ERA is close to six now <laughs> at Great American Ballpark. Uh, the Cardinals gave him a two-run lead early, and then Adam it right back up to them in the bottom half of the second. Uh, Starts with a walk, which we always know is bad. A couple of hits, you get a Solano home run. Boom, you're down in a hole four to two. Votto hits a solo shot the next inning. It's 5-2. Now, Goldie, who had a monster weekend in Cincinnati, hits a two-run shot, gets you back into the game at 5-4, but then things fall apart again in the bottom of the sixth. uh, Once again, starts with a couple of walks, and then Tyler Naquin triples. Cardinals never recover they fall nine to five Uh, a disappointing night for Adam Wainwright and the Cardinals
0: there's no question Wainwright when when he struggles he usually keeps you at a game for the most part this was not one of those nights giving up seven earned runs there are starts you know he'll give up three four five runs and in a short start but keep you in the game right Wainwright was just unable to do that today as the balloons up to 340 offensively it wasn't a wasn't a terrible night. You score five runs on the road. You get 10 hits. You see two hit performances from Goldie, from uh, Go- uh, Arenado, as well as from Dylan Carlson. So you see some production there. Even Austin Romine, blazed, blazing speed, <laughs> got a hit there on Saturday night. You see you see some good things offensively, but the pitching just wasn't there. The only person who didn't give up an earned run was Zach Thompson, who pitched an inning in the, the last inning, he struck out one, and walked one. Uh Moving on, on to Saturday though, you see some good things from Steven Match JD before he gets hurt. He goes five and a third, he strikes out seven. Where I mean, where's that been? Like that was a good Stephen Match start before he decided to go field the ground ball that Joey Votto hit, you know? Yeah. So you, now but now you gotta talk about Steven Match being done for a long period of time because of the injury torn MCL as it turns uh. out. They didn't know what it was at first. Reports came in yesterday he is going to need surgery. That's the key for me as to why this hurts so much. You can't just rehab it and rest. It's the surgery that will cause more delay for Steven Matz.
1: Yeah, he was cruising, as you mentioned, uh, into the sixth inning. They got back-to-back home runs from uh, Tyler O'Neill and Goldschmidt again. And then just an innocent chopper down the first yeah. baseline by, by Votto. And a play that... It was awkward from the get-go because it looked like Matt's didn't know whether to get out of the way and let Goldie field it or he should field it because he's running towards the first baseline, which is what you're supposed to do as a pitcher. When uh, when a ball trickles that way, you immediately bolt to the line and then you go up and he just crumbles. Like when he puts his knee into the turf and he his knee just kind of buckled And it, it, at the game, uh, we just thought he like rolled his ankle. And then he's limping really badly, gets removed from the game, and then the diagnosis, as you said, torn MCL on the left knee. He's going to be out several weeks, if not the rest of the season. And uh, the Cardinals go on to, to win the game, but a huge loss in Steven Matz just really kind of ruins all the fun, doesn't it?
0: That's a good point. You know, even though they, the one win still comes with a loss, right, <laughs> with, the, with the Steven Matz. And, right? and it does sting with, with where the rotation is right now. There's no question that the big argument right now around Juan Soto outside of the the package that you need to send him is, does this team need pitching more than they need Juan Soto? And it's hard to really say that you need something more than you need a Juan Soto type bat because of how dominating he is. I know he's having a bit of a down year this year. But there is a good argument to that, especially with Steven Matz going down, with Wainwright struggling. Michael has struggled. Before we get to his struggles, a positive note on the bullpen, JD. I love it when bullpen guys can come in with inherited runners and not let them score. Uh, Jose Fernandez comes on with one inherited runner. That runner does not score. Giovanni Gallegos comes in with one inherited runner. That runner does not score. Same thing for Ryan Helsley. Good things, in my opinion, right there for the Cardinal bullpen in that 6-3 to three win. And then we got to talk about Michaelis as well to wrap up the weekend. His worst start of the year, bar none.
1: Yeah, yeah. You had him on the hill on Sunday with a chance to win the series, but uh, he, he leaves a hanger to Joey Votto, hits a three-run shot in the third, puts the Cardinals down in a 4 to nothing hole. And the boys never really mounted much of a comeback against Tyler Malley. You get Goldie, who uh, goes yard not once but twice, but uh, as we can see, he can't do it alone because the rest of the team manages just one hit in Sunday's game, and that one is a, a little bloop hit by Pujols when he pinched hit. Uh, single into right field. And that's it. like no offense whatsoever. And they lose six to three. And uh, Michaelis just didn't have his good stuff uh, on the Hill on Sunday.
0: No, and I think that when you look at the future of this rotation, obviously one bad start by Michaelis does not mean he's going to continue this trend for the rest of the year. Right. Mm -hmm. But it does just go to show that when you're relying on two guys to get your good starts in three with mats but now down to two, one of them being 40 years old, The other one that hasn't pitched like this consistently since 2018, then you start to get a lot of question marks in your rotation, right? Mm -hmm. So obviously you you expect, or you would hope rather, that Michaelis is able to find his way back and have the success the rest of the season like he did first half of the year when he was named an All-Star, but you just don't know, right? Because you don't know where that consistency is going to go, 7-8. and not the great run support is the area is up to two, eight, seven now. So we're not trying to just freak out because of one bad start by miles Michaelis. We're not, but we recognize that you can't rely on two starters at yeah. five to give you quality starts every time out. Cause when that one starter fails, then your whole rotation gets that much worse by perception. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened yeah. with Michaelis last night.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, not, uh, the greatest of showings by the team in Cincinnati. Uh, we're going to talk more about the, uh, what the mats. Injury does for the team and what what their mindset might be heading into the trade deadline now At least in our eyes (laughs) what it means for the team So uh, we'll get to that in here in just a moment But gentlemen if you're ready to pop the big question or perhaps your significant other has a birthday coming up Or it's an anniversary or just a special occasion in general It's time to find that piece of jewelry that is as unique as she is But you can do it with the modern convenience of online shopping and you can do it at BlueNile.com Now if it's an engagement ring you're looking for I don't know how nervous you were when you got your ring, Lucas, but uh, guys, you got to learn to relax. Don't get stressed like most guys do. Instead, go to BlueNile.com. It has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as the setting style. Now, they're bench jewelers. They'll be there to handcraft her the perfect one-of-a-kind engagement ring that she's always dreamed about. That's the most important thing. BlueNile.com has got you covered when it comes to all fine jewelry. It doesn't have to necessarily be engagement rings. They've got their experts on hand 24-7 via phone or chat to help you get that memorable gift that can fit every single guy's budget. Like, you don't, you don't have to spend a crazy amount of money. You can find things in your range, so don't be nervous about that. Make your moments sparkle. With jewelry from BlueNile.com. And going on now is the Blue Nile anniversary sale. Save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement ring settings. Plus, every order is insured. It ships free and it arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside the case. Uh, And she might be home that day. And the delivery shows up. You don't want to know exactly what you got. The surprise is, is part of the fun of it. So uh, you won't have to blow the whole operation. They'll take care of that for you. Shop stress-free. Find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. So last week, we debated on what is the most important need for this team heading towards the trade deadline. You've got the rumors about Juan Soto, which... Have not died down at all, Lucas. In fact, if anything, they seem to have picked up even more steam in the last few days. You've seen reports over uh, about the the Yankees and other teams that are they're like we're not going all in on that. Uh, I've been hearing more rumors about Luis Castillo to the Yankees than anything that that seems to be what they're uh, really focused on right now. Um, they still want the Nationals, according to reports. Uh, Ken Rosenthal just wrote something on the Athletic today that uh, the Nationals are looking for four to five players. That's what they want. They want a, a mixture of prospects, major league ready talent as well. Um, but then Steven Matz gets hurt. Okay. And uh, we you just mentioned, and uh, we've talked about it before, how the team can't rely on Flaherty to come back. Uh, we were hoping that the return of Matz to the rotation would kind of give us an idea of what the Cardinals would need pitching wise and whether it was a top of the line guy or just a back end starter. And instead you lose Matz for what I'll just presume is the rest of the season. I'll just pretend that I don't, maybe we get lucky and he comes back. That's a possibility. They haven't ruled that out yet. But as of right now, you're down, Flirty. You're down, Matt's following two really bad outings by Wainwright and Michaelis. So this rotation is in real trouble, isn't it?
0: It's in it's massive trouble. And I think that what this does for the Soto deal is that it guarantees that the Colonels are going to arguably want Patrick Corbin in it, which is kind of bizarre to think about because of the yeah. – the monster contract, I think he's got 50 or $70 million left on it. Something crazy like that. Wow. And we talked about it last week. No disrespect to Patrick Corbin, World Series champion, all these things. He's been the worst starter in the National League last two seasons. And it's not even close, right? So he's an arm, right? And he might be a little bit more proven than a minor the, league guy. I, I, got,
1: I got two of those, too. that yeah, doesn't couple, make me a good yeah. pitcher.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but what, I, this, what this does is that it might shift focus, right? And it's really yeah. hard, especially maybe as fans, to give up on the idea of a Juan Soto. Because the Blues already lost out on Kachuk, I think is how you say his last name. <laughs> not a big Kachuk. hockey guy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so they were talking about Blues and they didn't lost out to him. So now it's funny that it's really easy to say, Cardinals have to get Juan Soto where it's a bus deadline. No. What does need to happen, if the Cardinals do not get Juan Soto, which someone could argue is a loss because of how deeply entrenched they've been and in on Juan Soto, like we're starting to see... Blue check marks tweet this kind of stuff out. Joel Sherman, John Morosi, John Heyman. Whatever your opinions are of those three people, I don't know, but they're blue check marks. They have reliable sources at times, so you have the option there, right? If it's going to be a move that's not Juan Soto, it has to be for pitching, and it's not even close. This rotation continues to get in worse and worse shape. Obviously, Waynard has been an Iron Man for this team the last two seasons, but you just don't know. He'll be forty. One, I think, or he is 40 soon. I forget when his birthday is. I get it confused. I think it's in August. But you just don't know, right? So you have to, I think, try and make a move for a pitcher. And I think with match going down, JD, I go for an ace. I go for a one or two. I don't settle for a three to five starter anymore. If you had Mats, match, you could probably settle for a three to five. But now you need an ace. You need a Montes. You need a cinder guard that is at the top of his game. You need somebody, an A-line starter, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, Adam. uh, Currently forty, will turn forty-one on August thirtieth. And uh, okay, I I couldn't agree more with you, buddy. Uh, Honestly, like, and we've said this at the beginning. Whether Juan Soto is as sexy as it sounds to have Juan Soto in your lineup, is that the biggest need for this team? And I think a lot of people, if you've read the comments on on some of our shows that we've done, I think a lot of people agree with us that the pitching is really kind of if you could find two guys. And maybe a bullpen piece, you might be okay. Like you've already got, uh, you know, you got Goldie and Nolan. You've got O'Neill. You've got Gorman, although he struggled a lot recently. um, You're hoping he can turn things around. Uh, Edmund, when he's on, maybe you get Bader back. But uh, obviously, Carlson, O'Neill, Tyler. If you get Tyler O'Neill going back the way he was last year, I mean, that's a monster piece that you add into that lineup. So uh, starting rotation guys are the. I, I feel is the focus that they need to. And I felt they needed that before they needed Soto in the first place. You mentioned some of those names, you know, a Cindergaard or a, a Bumgarner. I, I still, I'm still all over that guy. I, I want Madison Bumgarner so bad. I just think he would fit on this team uh, just over the weekend. How he got mad about uh, the way Robles from Washington kind of stood there and stared at the, at the home run that he hit. Man, and he didn't like him, that. No, he called him a clown. He's like, I, I was just like, I even texted you. I was like, Gosh, him and Wainwright would just be something else together. Just uh, two older guys, just kind of country dudes. I, I just mm. feel like it would be a great fit. I know he's a little expensive, but we're trying to win a world championship here, aren't we? And that's that what we're going for? And, and the Cardinals have some flexibility when it comes to payroll. They just don't like to overspend it. They don't want to pay more than they have to, like any normal business person. Right. So, I mean, you can't fault them for, like, just that splurging. I mean, it's not the billionaire that, that they have over in New York with the Mets who just doesn't care. And it's just like, yeah, whatever, go spend whatever. No, it's still a business. They want to win. They just want to do it a smart way. That's just kind of the Cardinal way. Um, so some of these names, I mean, like uh, Quintana, uh, Martin Perez, uh, Bumgarner, you mentioned center guard. That's another name that I, I just haven't seen kicked around all that much. And it just kind of surprises me considering where the angels are. I think it would be nice. Can you imagine Thor coming in in a a Cardinals uniform? I mean, he's been good this year. He hasn't been bad at all. Um, And you just don't get the headlines that you used to get when he was with the Mets because he's on the Angels now, where for some reason nobody talks about them. Like Even Mike Trout is just a normal dude out there in L.A. when it comes to the Angels. So um, I agree with you. I think the uh, focus should have been on starting pitching this whole time. Uh, will you be disappointed? Say they do get Soto and they don't get a if Corbin's all they can bring back. Would that disappoint you? Uh, do you think that, that that gets them to the next level? Knowing what trouble you're
0: having now without Matz and without Flaherty, it's, it's I don't know what's harder, passing on Juan Soto or saying getting Juan Soto isn't enough. Yeah, <laughs> you know because that's <laughs> where we're at right now, right? You yep. either get Juan Soto and you get Patrick Corbin and you say, okay, get a starter now with a likely depleted farm system, They likely depleted major league staff, or you don't get Juan Soto and you say that, okay, you need, you don't need Juan Soto, one of the top five players in baseball <laughs> when he was right, you know? So it's yeah. a really fascinating spot that we found ourselves in here as, you know, putting our GM... We feel like we've had our GM hats on for the last week and a half, right? Of You know what the Cardinals might do or not do, but there's a really good argument, J.D., and I think I fall on this side of it. You know, if you ask that question of... would. Get Soto? Would that be enough? You could argue it to say Soto is not enough to make this yeah. team a World Series contender. Because yes, this offense struggled on Sunday, but this offense is pretty legit. Dylan Carlson, Tyler O'Neill starting to get going. You've got Goldie Arnado, Edmund when he's right. Brendan Donovan, Yepes will get back from injury hopefully soon. This offense is pretty legit. Obviously, mm-hmm. Juan Soto would would elevate that, right? But there's a this team needs pitching. There's no doubt about that. And I know that a lot of people are going to say, oh, well, Mo needs to go for a Hall of Fame-type player. Is Matt Holiday not enough? Is Paul? You know, We talked about this. Paul Goldschmidt and Leonardo, he got Marcelo Zuna, although that trade now, four years later, you can say was probably a loss. And trades, you won't know whether they're a winner or a loss, probably for four or five years, right? But there's a good argument to say that, yeah, Juan Soto would not be enough to make this team a World Series team. This team needs a Frankie Montas, a Luis Castillo, a Noah Syndergaard, a Madison Bumgarner, a Monty Irvin, or multiple of them. Two starters yeah. and a reliever. or starter or two relievers. Really good argument for that. What are your thoughts on that question, J.D.? I know you asked it, so I'm sure you have thoughts on it.
1: <laughs> I, I prefer to go get I, – I don't think it would be a disappointment to get Soto, but the other side people have to realize too is that Soto can also be had in the offseason. If they don't get him at the trade deadline here – Washington, from everything I've read, isn't like he has to go by August 2nd. Will it be better for them to trade him by August 2nd? Maybe they get more out of a certain team by using that deadline against them? Possibly. But you could also move him in the offseason, too. So it's not a guarantee that he actually gets traded. And you still have an opportunity, if you can bring in some pitching this year, to salvage what push you might have left in you to go to the playoffs this year. If you get two pitchers, if you get Juan Soto, you don't even know if that'll be enough for you. Whereas I would, I would say that if you get two good starting pitchers, that that is enough to get you into the postseason for sure. So yes, you'd have to turn down something with Juan Soto, but it's not a a dead deal if you don't get him before August 2nd. So I don't know, personally, I want one of these, I I want a couple starting pitchers. I think you can get them and I think you can get them for cheaper than it would cost for you, to get Juan Soto, and I think it makes your team better than just adding uh, another outfielder. I know he's Juan Soto. He's not just (laughs) another outfielder, but at the same time, I I, I just feel like this offense isn't crap, where I
0: think the starting rotation right now is in real, real trouble. Agreed. And you also to talk about, too, if you get a starter, that puts a guy like Andre Pallante back in the bullpen, which makes your bullpen better. So that yeah. is also another dichotomy to move. You mentioned the price of Juan Soto before we have to move on. You probably, if Juan Soto's ever hitting 245 again, you're not going to get the haul you're going to get for him. When you, if you will, right now, using the trade deadline as that factor, as that date, if you will. Because if he's hitting 245 next year and you don't trade him in the offseason, his stock goes down. Because then you're thinking... Ooh, was this just a you know, a three, four year kind of fluke type of deal? No, he's hitting two forty five with a four oh one on base, he's still slugging four eighty four, his OPS somehow is at eight eighty five. He's got twenty home runs, so twenty of his forty three RBIs have been him alone, so he's still having a pretty solid season, just the average isn't there. And you have yeah. to wonder how how motivating it is to play for the Washington Nationals. Spoiler alert: not very motivating. But <laughs> and, he, and he's getting walked a lot, so exactly around no, him. he's not he's not getting good pitches anymore. Right. So you have all those things. So maybe you have to say, okay, let's not bank on or let, let's not risk him hitting two forty five again and getting a lower package net later. Let's get him now, or let's get him in the offseason. You have to wonder about that. Um, We'll, we'll see what happens. I don't think a trade is coming in the next couple days. Regardless, I think it's going to be a little while. I think that the Nationals milk this as long as they can and get teams into a bidding war with each other. But in, in all this talk, the two players that we know are not going anywhere, J.D., Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado. Unfortunately, those two are also not going to Toronto with the team, mm-hmm. and they will also be missing Austin Romine, maybe Johan Oviedo. We'll talk about that as well as who needs to get going this week for the St. Louis Cardinals to be successful without those two. Talking about that coming up here in just a moment, but first, a word from Online. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check on both your betting needs as well as all your sports needs that you could ever possibly want. You can find all your favorite sports and events, and the number one online source for odds, lines, and games it's Bet Online. You can find reviews and news of every league, and there's plenty of news to talk about as the MLB trade deadline is coming up, including NFL, NBA, NHL, Combat Sports, Esports, and even Golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports wagering information from live in-game betting. That's a cool feature to me. Scores, also podcasts, and more they have you covered. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action that's happening today. Because Bet Online. Is where the game starts. All right, so the uh, Cardinals are headed
1: across the border to Canada. All right, um, they're going to be taking on Toronto Blue Jays, which we know a very good team. A lot of young superstars there. They're and they're, they're playing pretty well. They're they're fighting out in the uh, AL East, and unfortunately, the Cardinals, who have the day off today, are uh, headed there without two of their top hitters, Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado who are both unvaccinated and will not be allowed into Canada to play. Uh, Austin Romine, your boy, will also be out. And uh, relief pitcher uh, Johan Aveedo, also currently ineligible tr- to travel to Canada because of an expired Cuban passport. And he might not be able to make the trip. Now, according to uh, Ali Marmal, Oviedo's plan is to travel to the Canadian consulate in Miami to try to get a waiver, to be eligible to travel to Toronto for the two game series. As of the time, at the time of this recording, we don't, uh, we don't have any information on whether or not that worked. (laughs) So, well, let's, well, let's just assume that he's not going to be there. Uh, the team did have like Yvonne Herrera and, uh, Connor Capel travel from Memphis to Cincinnati over the weekend to join the squad. So, uh, I guess they're going to be on the on the restricted list, so um, they're going to try to fill the holes. But you're not going to have Nolan. You're not going to have Goldie. Okay, now you're, you don't have much of an offense going there. Who needs to step up uh, against Toronto in the next couple of days? In your eyes, to to fill the void without those guys, Tyler
0: O'Neill. He, he he's the guy that even with those guys needs to step up, right? Like he he is he is somebody that can provide protection for both Nolan Arnato and Paul Goldschmidt. He can make that lineup so much deadlier. I mean, if you go two through five, of you know obviously not this week, or not not have to wait till this weekend. But if you go two through five of Carlson, Goldschmidt, Arnato O'Neill, and all those guys are right, lefty righty doesn't matter. Like especially especially against lefties with Goldie and Carlson in, in that lineup. But those are two. That, that's a deadly 2-5. through five. It really is. And we saw O'Neill start to heat up a little bit this weekend, hit a home run, a couple RBIs as well, in addition to the home run against Cincinnati. So you're seeing some good things from O'Neill in his return, or second return from the IL. We saw the same thing last year, J.D. A little bit of a slow start, gets hot, gets hurt. Comes back, okay, gets hurt, comes back, and blows every expectation out of the water. Right, so I think that O'Neill is on that same track, and I don't want to just dismiss. Every, you know, we don't want to get too far into it, but we also don't want to dismiss why Goldie and Arenado aren't going. It's because of their vaccination status and the, the laws going into Canada. I recognize it's the same coming into the United States. We know that's why. We're not going to get into anything. That we're just going to talk about they're not there. The Cardinals are going to miss them. We're going to move on with it. Okay, and I think it's O'Neill and. Or I'm gonna even though there's two righties, JD. I think Albert gets some starts this week in Toronto. You you have to start him somewhere.
1: Yeah, I mean he's hitting everybody. It's not it's not lefties anymore. Albert yep. is. I don't want to say in the zone, but gosh, he looked good. Even even in an outs that he made over the weekend, like foul balls, he was hitting balls to the wall. I thought I was going to see history at Great American Ballpark on a couple of occasions. I'm like, oh, so close, man. I was videotaping it. I was one of those nerds who had their camera out, like videotaping his bats just in case I got to see some history. And uh, he came close a couple of times. But I don't. he brings an energy to the lineup, too. When he's in there, it just – it's a different vibe, dude. It's a different vibe when he's in there. And you know, he started Saturday. Guess what? They won Saturday. He doesn't start on Sunday. He didn't start on Friday. Oh, guess what? Loss. Uh, I, I, direct I, I correlation.
0: Gotta... That's a direct correlation. <laughs> There's no question about it.
1: I don't know, man. It's like, I know you need other guys <laughs> to get going. Like, you know, Edmund didn't do anything in those games either. And that maybe that's why they, I, but I just, you got to have Albert in the lineup. He's got to be DH and He's probably going to play first base, uh, with with goldie being
0: out you know somebody's mm-hmm. got
1: to go over there so it'll be him or brendan
0: donovan probably yeah so uh
1: I, I i let albert start these two games and uh hopefully some of that old man magic can uh bring some good vibes to uh the offense with their their two biggest hitters out of the lineup for the next couple of days
0: yeah and it's gonna be albert's last trip north of the border you know and yeah. he would go there every year with, with the angels right when they were in the american league but just so happens he gets one more trip. So I don't know if Toronto's going to have this huge ceremony for him. I mean, not really a huge Toronto killer. They don't see him <laughs> a lot. But anyways, uh, maybe he used that as motivation, right? You know, it was his last yeah. home run derby. He put on a show. Last trip to Toronto, will put on a show. And it's fascinating, J.D., with all these J- or Juan Soto trade rumors, Cardinals are in Washington this weekend. So we'll talk about that a little later on this week. But just a little nugget for you guys that the Cardinals might be facing – Juan Soto for the last time in a national uniform before they get him ahead of the trade deadline, which is eight days away, J.D. It's hard to believe. The trade deadline is next Tuesday, August the 2nd. I believe Mm -hmm. it's still 4 o'clock Eastern is the trade deadline time. That's what it was when it was the 31st. So there's a lot more to, to keep up on. There's a lot more to keep track of. We'll talk rumors the rest of this week as well. Not just Juan Soto rumors. There's also rumors that the Cardinals are in on maybe even a Zach Plesak You know, you you never know with those Twitter pages, MLB leaks, MLB nerds, you know, all these. I think MLB leaks actually just got shut down. So you never know the the legitimacy of these things. Right. But it's fun to think about, right? Sometimes they start some traction. So it's fun to think about. Plenty of rumors. Let us know if you have a a rumor you want us to to talk about. Drop a comment on the YouTube section. DM us on Twitter. Email us at com. We'll look into it. We'll talk about it. Plenty to discuss this week on Locked on Cardinals. My last week on Locked on Cardinals. Plenty to discuss. Oh, you had to throw it in there. Albert slash
1: <laughs> Canada, Lucas's last trip on the podcast. What are we doing here? You guys are both retiring on us. That's not cool. All right. Well, we want to thank you guys for making Locked Cardinals your first listen. Now, make Locked On MLB your second listen, uh, talking about all teams around the league, not just focused on the Cardinals like we are. So uh, if you have favorite teams around the league and you want to, you know what they say, you got to keep your friends close, your enemies closer. You want to keep an eye on some of these other teams that the Cardinals will have to face. Locked on MLB definitely will have you covered there. So for uh, Lucas, I'm JD. Thanks for hanging with us. You guys are the best fans in baseball for a reason. We'll see you next time right here on Locked on Cardinals.